What up, what up, what up, CSGs, Chop Shop Gang, what's poppin'? Appreciate you for joining us on this wild trade deadline for the trade deadline reactions. Got my boy Frank F Tank 58 with me. Um, what's good, Frank? Chilling, bro. Chilling, chilling. I'm ready to get into this trade talk. I mean, there's so many damn things that's happened. Uh yeah, we got we got a lot to cover, bro. We got a lot to cover. Go ahead and change your name, though, Frank. You go under my name. Oh, I got you. <laughs> I just noticed that. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot to cover, man. Appreciate everybody for dipping through, man, and coming through and hanging with us. Um, I guess the biggest thing now is that uh, Eric Gordon is no longer a Houston Rocket. The EG legend is not here no more. Uh, how do you feel about that, first of all, Frank? I mean, good for him. You know, I mean, good for Eric that he is able to get to a, a place where he can actually compete for a championship. You know, what I mean, I, you can tell that all the stuff was getting to him over the past few years uh, and him being the last, you know, I don't know if it was Will or somebody on, on Twitter that put up the little graphic with all the players that said and then there was one and mm-hmm. then there was none because it was you look at the picture, it's like. PJ Tucker, you looking at uh, J- uh, Gerald Green, James Harden, uh, Ariza, Chris Paul, all the from that twenty. Yeah, he's been here for the whole ride. He's been here damn near as long as Harden, and um, you know he's a long tenured Houston Rocket. Some people say he's the second greatest uh, free agent signing that we had in our uh, franchise in the in the in this era. So yeah, man, you know the it was kind of. Unf- some of the the slack he got was based on the circumstances that we were in. Uh, but now at least we can appreciate him and uh, not complain about what he does on a nightly basis. But I'm glad that he's able to go compete for a championship. And maybe they, you know, if they do win one, his contract is becomes fully guaranteed. So at least he has the, a real chance to do that with the Clips. You muted. Yeah, I agree. Dude. I agree, bro. Um, it was just time. It w- it's been time. It's been time for Eric Gordon to move on and, and you know, do his own thing, see if he can go actually win that elusive championship that's been eluding him, Harden, that whole 2018 team. I don't think – have anybody left here from that team and actually won a title? Uh, Yeah, PJ, remember? Oh, yeah, Tucker PJ got him Tucker did yeah. get him a title. Puck, yeah, Tucker P- got him a title. Tuck got a title. Um. Let me see. I think that's pretty much it. Ariza, no. Because mm-hmm. I don't think Ariza was on the Lakers when they won it in the bubble. Um, nah, just just PJ's the only one I could think of. But uh, nah, it's, it's good for Eric, man. He's he's in a good spot. He's back in this. Because remember, we got him off of L.A. So he went from New Orleans to L.A., then to uh, to Houston. and uh, Or is it L.A., New Orleans, Houston? I think it was L.A., New Orleans, Houston. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, yeah, LA, New Orleans, but you know that was where he he started at, and uh, it might have been. I think it was New Orleans first. I I, I get it mixed up. Regardless, um, he's been in LA. Um, this is somewhere he's played before. He probably has friends, spots, people out there, so it's not super unfamiliar for him. And uh, you know, good for him, man. Good for him to be able to get out and, and you know get 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 a chance to play around some adults. I know he's excited. Facts, facts. First and foremost, we got to holler at our CSGs to see who all up in here in the chat with us, man. Like, 
we got a different format, but it's the same old, same old. Don't let it fool you. We it's still the chop up. We still gonna chop it up. We still gonna handle business. So let's see you in there with us. Brandon Simpson, what's popping? Brandon Simpson, bumper, what's good? Chet Man, what's happening? Chris World, what's good? Chris World, uh, Arshawn March, what's happening? Bubba Eats, what's good with you? Zachary Sand, what's happening? Sigga Migs, what's good, Sigga Migs? Larry Atenier Sr., what's happening? DF the God, what's good with you? Victor Olvera, what's good with it? Terry Agent, I see you in here, boy. Yasin Ozdemir, what's happening? What's happening? Uh, Devin95, what's happening? Appreciate it. Brittany's Family Chaos, appreciate it for joining us over here, man. We got a, a wild, wild trade deadline to break down it looked it looked like it was just like at the 12th hour everybody just started just moving and moving and moving one thing i would say frank it seemed like more second round picks got dealt this round than i mean this way go around than i ever can imagine i can't remember ever this many second round picks going out the door and gms was accepting them like they was cash money yeah, man, this was the year of the second round. I've and to me, you know, this is something that we're going to talk about maybe a little bit later on with uh, kind of some of the moves that teams are making and th- uh, some of the moves that we we could have made um, in the past to have more and more uh, higher stock of second round picks. And you know, the, I guess the moral from this is don't let anybody ever tell you that picks don't matter because all you know. Picks do matter, you know what I mean. And this is uh this was shown in this in this trade. I'm gonna read off a list of players that were got in this draft, strictly off of second round picks: Jay Crowder, James Wiseman, Mo Bamba, Bones Holland, Gary Payton the, the second, Matisse Tybel, Josh Richardson, Thomas Bryan, Mike Muscala, Mason Plumley, and Darius Baisley. And and these are players that were gotten with no for just exclusively off of second round picks um alone and you know i mean some of these guys like james wiseman was the sec- with number two overall pick so you know uh, a lot of the time when we talk about like stone and our front office making moves on the edges to be able to get little value here little value there and people kind of brush it off um this is what you're talking about you got a demonstration of that today with the teams using all those second round picks to be able to make these trades because those are valuable assets in the nba you know picks are just like money you feel me? And and at the end of the day, you want as much money as you can get. You can never have too much money. And, and uh, you know, and even when we start breaking out some of these trades, uh, when we get into them, you'll see that we made a move to get some money and and we made some smart moves today. So, yeah. But yeah, second round picks were, were just going around like it was just crazy, bro. They were just throwing them all over the damn place. It was high cakes. They were just throwing Everywhere. them around <laughs> and they was doing it. Um, I think. A lot of people was trying to, was hoping for like a a big splash. I don't think none of these uh, picks, especially for the Rockets, uh, speaking just generally for the Rockets, we didn't really have that big splash moment or, you know, signed a heavy, heavy, you know, sought after guy or heavy coveted guy. But Stone at least did make some moves, and I got to give him kudos on one only thing, and that's the most thing that I've been anticipating. Mostly all the Rockets fans been anticipating is moving off Eric Gordon. He finally got that done. That's, you know, done in the way with we got rid of Bruno. We got rid of also Garrison Matthews. 
I think it was almost like addition by subtraction for the most part for the Rockets. It wasn't nothing like we can really just oh boast our chest about, I would say. But there are marginal think, moves that'll make a I difference. Think, I think me, me and you have different views on it. Um I think um space is a little less thrilled. I, I'm not thrilled, but you know, I am, you know, I do think they, they did some good things and, and made some smart smart uh the trades today and and i'll get into the we'll get into the fine details in a second of, of each each trade yeah like you said i wasn't my socks wasn't blown off um i could see i see what they did and they tried to get i'm hoping some veteran leadership in here that really that's been there done that with, with the danny green and um especially danny green really I think Danny Green probably is the most the John Wall thing, it actually blew my mind. I really wasn't expecting John Wall to be traded back to Houston after what a six month period in, in LA. That really was like baffled me for for the most part. I was like, well, what hold on, what what are we doing with John Wall? <laughs> what are we doing with John Wall? But then I realized he's more like of a salary dump. We, we we're gonna wave him. I'm pretty sure. The blood ain't no love lost. It's still bad blood between uh, uh, him and the Rockets organization. I don't think he will be here, you know, to even do anything. But that threw me off for a loop. Um, do you want to give your grade of stone right now, Frank, or you want to hold on? No, nah, well, I'm going to save it after we, like, go through. And we're, as we're just kind of talking, we're letting people get in. Because once I start, like, going through the breakdowns of the trades, I don't want, like, people to be – coming in midway through where they're confused or whatever. But um, I would say this deadline is the most active they've been. And um, probably the, well, he's only, he's had like three, this would be the best. Um, and they didn't, cause I guess my expectations coming into this were, were nothing. I didn't think we were going to do anything at all um, just because in his, in, in the past, they haven't done anything. Uh, but it, there's still like the dust ha- hasn't settled on uh, a lot of these like these transactions. What are we going to do with the players? Um, so I'm not sure that also may impact what I think about the, the 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 what we did today in the deadline. But you know, overall, um, I think I like I liked it. I was happy. I was pleased with what I saw because I wasn't expecting anything at all. Facts, facts. I'm gonna go ahead and read some comments while the chat filling up, just to uh, okay. fill it in while Frank get ready to. Cause he gonna be talking for a while. It was, yeah, it's a, it's a <laughs> it was a, it was a. This was one of the wildest trade deadlines I've pretty much witnessed in a long, long time. Uh, I really have to tip my hat to Kyrie Irving on the aspect that he was the first domino to fall, and once that domino fell, it was just like an avalanche. And he said it. He said it off, and I think him coming back to the West made a lot of teams in the West like perk up and and pay attention because without certain moves that other teams made, they was going to get left by the wayside, I think in the, in the end of the, of of it all. And now the West is, is the wild, wild West again. Uh, Half of the, half of the superstars I think are now in the West and it's going to be a dog eat dog uh, type of fight. Um, Kyrie Irving, I tip my hat to you. You just made this trade deadline more more uh, exciting and possibly the playoffs are going to be just lit, bro, because Kyrie Irving and Joe Sy, he actually went ahead and pulled the trigger. I got to give it up to him. He actually pulled the trigger to get uh, Kyrie out of here, out of there. And 
that was that was big. So I'm gonna go ahead and read off a few of these comments while people filling in. Let's see, Brandon Simpson. He says, "I see so many people on social media talking about how good Stone did." Uh, Frank, what do you think? You want to handle that one, Frank, or you want to keep it? Uh, yeah, we can. Let, let me. We can go ahead. So, just to for the sake of time, so the trades. Uh, the first one we'll look at is uh, the, uh, the 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 smaller one, which is the Garrison Matthews and Bruno Fernando. Um, so basically, what this trade was in general was. Um, Atlanta used us as a a basically a dumping ground for salary to be able to get um make some money work so they're not uh way over the tax um with the some of the players that they have coming in and and this is this is a smart this is what bad teams usually do um so they sent um the trade for us was uh, Hawks received Garrison Matthews and Bruno Fernando and we get Frank Kaminsky, Justin Holiday and two future second round picks now, these second round picks are from Oklahoma City. So they're a 24, 2024 second round pick and a 2025 uh, second round pick from OKC, which are still pretty good picks because even though they're they're trending up, they're still not a like a, a contender yet. Um, mind you, all the stuff like I just said about second round picks being valuable and assets. So basically what we did was we allowed Atlanta to get under um, to, to decrease their salary um, in order for us to take on Justin Holiday and uh, Frank Kaminsky. So that was basically what that did for us. And that was the purpose of that trade. Um, in doing so, some of the positives that you're going to see from that, um, Garrison Matthews is no longer going to be taking sideways three pointers from 30 feet. Um, and Bruno Fernando um, is, you know, it, you know, we got to pray for Ryan Hollins because I don't know who who he's going to hype up irrationally anymore. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe he'll move on to Garuba. I know he like Uzi. So but uh, Bruno Fernando didn't really bring much, and he wasn't a vet because he would argue with the with the players. He'd be having bad attitudes and stuff. Right. Like I need a vet that's like, bro, if you're gonna be a vet, be a, be a vet. Don't be one of the the problems. <laughs> um, so Kaminsky coming in, I you know I'm, I hope they keep Frank and, and Justin. I love the holiday, the family. I love their temperament. I love um, the IQ that they all all three of the brothers, Aaron, uh, Drew, and Justin. Play if y'all remember, uh, Justin was in uh, Indiana for a while when even when Harden was here, and he's the one that used to go like six for six for three every time we played him. Um, so he can shoot. Um, he has a high arcing shot. I do remember that about him, and it looks funny, uh, but it do be going in. Um, obviously, he's a vet. He's been around the league. Hopefully, he can instill some toughness and just some IQ in the locker room for the couple of months that he's here. I don't see him staying. Um, and into next season, maybe they if, if but I think he probably wants to go somewhere else. But it's going to be like a Schroeder situation for both Frank and, and Justin, um, this season. Uh, if they keep both of them, uh, going, going forward, like they're going to be here till the, till the summer because they're both unrestricted free agents. Uh, but those second round picks for us helping Atlanta get under the salary, these are the type of moves that I've been mad about us not doing more of. We should have been doing stuff like this all like the whole time like just taking on random our roster should have been flipping over like crazy you know what i mean because that's what a, a bad like when you're a bad team you you just eat salaries for people and just take second round picks hey take this guy take a pick take two picks for this guy oh i got this russell westbrook type contract just eat it take a pick for it kind of um but the thing is you got to pick the right ones 
uh, taking on contracts like like John Walls when it first came out. Obviously, they thought he was going to be competitive, but those are not the contracts you want. You want these expirings or two year, these short contracts that are massive so that you just have a lot of uh, cap space once they the person is off your books. But you're getting assets for being like a sponge for bad contracts. So, it, you know, better late than never. Um, they finally did one at, at a deadline. Uh, they've done similar things like the uh, Derek Favors um, thing was was used when we took Derek Favors. I think uh, we also got a second round pick for him as well. Um, but the issue was that we didn't use him to his full potential. He was a um, $10 million um, salary that you could have used for other trades. Um, and But I guess we just didn't want to, for some reason, just didn't want to deal with it. So, yeah, but that is that that trade for that trade. I'm going to you know, that's a that's a um, that's a, a trade individually for me. That's a, a what do you think about that trade space? Um, I like the holiday. Like you said, I like the holiday aspect of it. Kaminsky, I'm not sure exactly what we're getting with Kaminsky because he rides the pine a lot. And he was over in uh, Phoenix for a little while. I think he looked his best when he was over in Phoenix and he uh, was playing with competent guys around him to where you know, he didn't have to do too much or he was getting set up by Chris Paul and campaign and guys like that to where that, you know, they run a true legit system. These him coming over here. I don't know exactly what he would do, how he would fit because you still got job. I think he plays the four mostly. Um, I don't know where he will fit behind, like maybe Garuba and Jabari and Tari. Cause we're, 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 we're heavy in, in the four and five aspect right now. Um, but Holiday, I, I definitely think he can at least help this team play defense. He can shoot the three, like you said. That's two aspects that we needed uh, badly. We needed those badly, real bad. But it's still a log jam we have. So I look at this more of mostly all of the picks we made. I think it was more of salary moving and trying to clear up cap space for next year. I don't see, like you said, none of these guys being like a permanent fixture here going forward. Unless, unless you know, Holiday come out and and actually surprise a lot of guys. But I'm still looking at it as more of salary. It was more for salary. And I guess I would give it a C-plus just this in, in itself because we did kind of feel a need of position. Well, not a need of posi- a position of need, but a quality guy that can actually shoot the three ball. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just going to hamper on that because we, we needed shooting and he provides at least shooting. And we seen, he can play like he can guard like point guards and small forwards and all the way up to probably like some power forwards in the, in the game. So I think he can be utilized in some way, shape or form here. And at least until the trade deadline, and it's not going to, it's not going to affect our tank. You know, this, yeah. this, any any all of these moves that we made is not going to affect us making a run to the playoffs or anything like that. So I'm going to give that one a C plus. Damn, that's you a tough teacher, bro. Uh, I, I would say for what it is, is it it's it is what you know, it, for what they did. I mean, it, it made sense. And um, I, I just I'm glad that Garrison Matthews, I don't have to, like, think about him anymore now. The, the the more complicated trade is the Eric Gordon trade. So this one is a little bit more complicated. Um, and some of the value of it is a little bit kind of harder to grasp. Um, but I'll try to do my best to explain it. So 
the Aragorn trade. So basically, um, Aragorn was traded to the Clippers. This was a three-team trade involving uh, Memphis. Um, so and and um, what this deal did was uh, Rockets sent Eric Gordon to uh, the Clippers. The Grizzlies sent Danny Green to us, the Rockets, and the Clippers sent John Wall um, to uh, to us as well. So and what ended up happening is that uh, happening is that um, in this three team deal, um, we also got uh, a uh, a twenty twenty three swap. So we didn't get a first round pick out right. What we got was a swap, and the swap was attached to the uh, Milwaukee pick. And so basically, what this does is so the Milwaukee pick I think is slotted right now twenty uh, fourth. Uh, or something like that um, in, 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 we're in, in, in this draft position or, or you know, around it's the like 20, 23rd, I think 23rd, yeah, 24th in that, in that general area. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And so what this swap does is it allows us to be able to look at how the Clippers do and who, whichever one of them is worse, it allows you to be able to swap it out. Now, why is this significant? You guys have to think about why is that significant. So in in next year's draft, let's say Milwaukee. I mean, we don't know. We know that they're a great team. Um, next year's draft is a is a very loaded draft, and there's a chance, given how talented the West has just become so so much better. Obviously, KD is in Phoenix, Kyrie's in Dallas. You've seen the LA's retooled. You've seen um, you know all these all these teams pretty much across the board have added little wrinkles here to improve um, um, themselves a little bit. And what that does is it makes the West kind of harder for teams to break away from e each other right now. And if I go to the, I'm going to the standings right now on NBA.com. The uh, right now LA is currently sixth place in the, in the West. So they have, they are 31 and 27. Right. And if they lost what two right now they're 8.5 out from the from the number one seed which is denver um but they're only 2.5 games out two games out from the ninth seed three games out from um the 10th seed which is where the blazers are and about four three and a half games out from being out the playoffs so what that means is that what this swap allows us to do is basically if Kawhi leonard gets hurt and you know some you know the, the their their luck just goes goes to the trash can the clippers technically because of how competitive the west is they could miss the playoffs and if that happens then they become a a lottery team and that then turns that Milwaukee pick into a a swap that you could swap to the clippers wherever they land on a lottery team now there's also a chance that the clippers just finish out 6 but just by the fact that they are not as good as the Bucks, you've essentially expanded the the range of the value of that pick. This is important for us because this summer is going to be very important in making trades to try to improve the roster. So even though you you might not want to draft like a 15th or a 16th pick in next year's draft, but at least now when you trade that piece out to try to get like a Mikael Bridges, try to get another player that you like, when the team looks at it, they're like, oh, damn, this is a good pick. It's not just a 20-something pick for the bugs it could be hell it could be a 12th pick it could be a, a 13th pick and but the thing is this pick is also top six protected so we didn't get an outright um first round pick for eric gordon 
uh, we got a swap for Eric Gordon. So just think about it like that. So and a way you could place a value on it, if you think about when you're in a in a real draft, like draft day, when teams want to move up two spots, three spots, what does it cost? Later first round picks. So I've seen trades where a team moves down like three or four spots and they got to give up two first to do so. Maybe if you're in the 23rd spot and you want to move up to 18, you might have to give that team an 18 a 29th pick and like a 26th pick in a future year to move up just a couple of spots to get the guy that you want. I mean, think about it for Alperin Shangun. Um, you know, we gave up two first round picks to move up to 16 to grab him. So if if you want to put a value on that, what we got for Aragorn having that range, it's almost indirectly like giving up a, like we got a couple of like first round picks because that's where, then that's how much you moved up even just by that swap alone and where the Clippers are positioned. Um, so that's, that's the, um, that's the swap aspect of it. The player side of it um, with Danny green, um, you know, obviously we know that the NBA regards him as one of the best vets um, in the, on the market. Um, John wall is not going to play here. So that's, that's just forget about John wall. Um, but the Danny green piece of it is a, uh, it, I'm hearing, I think Mark Berman or somebody had, uh, tweeted out saying that is he's likely going to be bought out. Now, if they end up buying out D- Danny Green and um, and John Wall gets gets waived, then I will be disappointed in that because um, we still need a, a better locker room presence. And I think out of all the players that we got back, Danny was the best one that um, you kind of want to see as far as building culture. And I think it would have been important for them when, when they leave um, – when Aragorn is out the door, even though, you know, we could say all the stuff we want about him. Um, at the end of the day, he's a professional. Um, I, I would love for Danny to be that guy that kind of helps these guys out because he's seen there, been there, done that. He's a multi-champion. He's been on multiple rosters, good at bad and indifferent. Um, he's seen all the types of stars and players and bench players and six men. He's been played under Pop, Nick Nurse, Vogel. You know, I mean, he's been under a lot of great coaches and he knows how to get it done. And I think that would have been um, that would have been something that we could have we I hope we keep if if it is something Danny requested, then obviously there's nothing you could do about that. But if if it's something that Stone and the front office do just to like whatever, uh, then I to me, it would just lend to my suspicion that they really don't understand the human side of basketball. So uh, I'm hoping that that's not the case. Um, I, I just pray that we do keep Danny Green because to me, out of all this, he's the biggest prize. Because, um, but that Aragorn swap is pretty. That's a that is an import that raises the value on 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 uh, that Milwaukee pick because it's now just not stuck at where Milwaukee at, is. Now we have it bracketed between wherever Milwaukee lands and wherever the Clippers are going to land. And with the West as tough as it is, there's no gimmies unless when you're playing Houston or San Antonio. So every this team, like uh, from one through damn near thirteen, damn near twelve, it's it's a grind. Like you got to go get it, and and so that's that's actually a good trade for Eric Gordon because I didn't think we were gonna get nothing for him. So on that trade, I'm gonna give that trade a B because uh, I'm not gonna look at it in a vacuum. Uh, I'm gonna look at it that they could have traded Eric Gordon like two years ago and probably got real two real first round picks or 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 just better stuff. Um, but for where he was now, this late in his career, um, to find the Clippers that they're desperate to try to make a splash, I think that um, getting that uh, uh, Milwaukee pick in hands is actually a, a great move for where they were. 
just if you look at it just for this year. What do you think about that um, that uh, that trade space? Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'll be right there with you with a B. But I would say this. This is one thing I really didn't like about a lot of these trades. And because we're kind of putting the onus on the team to be bad, the other teams to be bad. Like, we really – I mean, yeah, we can package them and move them, but there's nothing – we can do to really up the value of those picks. We got to, you know what I'm saying? We got to wait on the other team to implode or decide to tank or something like that, which is, which is smart in the aspect. But what if they don't decide to do that? You know, what if they don't, then it's like, we're, we're just stuck with a lot of middling picks and we really don't need more younger guys on this roster. That's why I was, disappointed when they was like oh Danny Green might get bought out because we just shipped out Eric Gordon which was one of our veterans here who's going to be the real veteran here that's actually did something in the league you know that's actually accomplished something in the league that our young guys can go and pull and draw from that knowledge of 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 experience that they have that we can go you know they can in a, in a slump or anything like that Danny Green He's been he didn't hit the most shots in the finals before. And we didn't right. seen him and we didn't seen him like with uh LeBron where it looked like he couldn't hit the backboard at some time. Like so he didn't he didn't seen the wildest of the wildest stretches, the utmost of the top stretches, and he's been to the lowest. And I think just having him like that Udonis Haslam type guy on a bench, because I'm not sure if he's still hurt or not. I don't know if he's really playing or not yet but he was hurt, but at least you can go and draw. Like, it's like a library, you know, this happened and this happened. So, we, uh, Hey Danny, when, when the Spurs went through this, how did they come out of it? Or, you know, when the Toronto was rebuilding and they got Kawhi, you know, how did this end up translating? Oh, when your shot wasn't falling, what did you do to really get your shot back falling? What is your regimen to let you stay in the league for so long, even though you have been passed around, but everywhere he went, he he's been successful at some point in time. You know, that's one thing I, I'm hoping, like you said, the the GM and Stone them, they can actually see, oh yeah, he's valuable, even if he's not playing on the court. Now, yeah. I just I just don't know how much how much younger are we looking to get? Because we see when you let young guys just do it. They 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 just banging their heads against the wall trying to figure some of this stuff out. They really need to have somebody there as that Yoda, you know, that Yoda just can some probably sometimes Jedi mind trick you. Some like like John Lucas does to him, like when he told Jabari, "Oh, you with Giannis? Go, you gonna go get his shoes and you are gonna get him autograph." That's a Jedi mind trick just to play, you know, on his emotions and make him get in get into the game and, and view himself himself as an equal and not a subordinate to anybody in the league, you know? So it, the, 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 in the long run, I think it will help with salaries again, like salaries again. I think a lot of this is just trying to stay under the salary and not trying to really invest too much money into something. So I'm, 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 I'm willing, I'm gonna have to go on a limb and saying that maybe they got a, some type of deal with Harden or somebody to come here because it's, it's got to be some type of theoretical 
player that they're looking for to bring here. And they're just waiting on that guy to become available to keep their doors and the, everything open. That's how I kind of looking at it. You know, there was some earlier in the morning, um, they, you know, some reports from the athletic with Kelly Eco saying that um, they were quote, I quote, kicking the tires on Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges, um, which is, uh, you know, kind of, you know, shows you that, you know, they may be willing to discuss trades with the Nets. And if you remember, I've been advocating for this approach for months um, because we have, you know, like I said, we have their the right to their self-determination, basically, because we have their picks and because we own their picks. If they bought them out, then um, unless it's a year like a swap year like this year. And I think I had said this like a year ago, if I was the Nets like a year ago, I would have tanked this year because I know we're all tanking for Wemby. And at worst case scenario, if 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 they had tanked this season, um, worst case scenario would have been that let's say they get the number one pick in Houston because we're trying to tank, we're number four. I mean, hell, okay, you just get number four, Houston get number one, you still get a good draft pick, then you know, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, they chose to try to make it work with Kevin Durant, um, and you know, with with guys, the players they have on their roster now, they have a lot of. Role, elite role players that a lot of teams are going to want and they're willing to take it into the summer um, to try to see what the bidding war is going to be for them, especially after teams go into the playoffs and see where their shortcomings are. Um, the summer, they're going to be um, either they're going to be sellers trying to get off some of these guys and aggregate them into bigger pieces or more assets, or they're going to be um, buyers um, trying to use their assets to get better players and just move around some of the other ones that are uh, free agents. For us, one thing like with the, with the news of the of Kevin Durant being traded to um, to uh, to Phoenix that dropped uh, like at twelve something in the morning uh, last night, right after we got off the damn stream, it happened like five minutes afterwards, which was crazy. Um, and what that does for for us is it opens up a window of value for those picks. The Nets picks, you know, there's people that once. If it goes up, oh, yeah, Raphael Stone's the greatest GM ever. Then they go down. Then it's like, oh, damn, we got to do something about these picks. Y'all got to stop being so emotional about all this stuff. The picks are just like the stock market, right? The value is only based on the perception of what they are until it's actually realized. And what you have, what what makes that value fluctuate is the circumstances around the Brooklyn Nets. If they have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving healthy, those picks look like trash. If they trade Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving for a bunch of elite role players, those picks look, picks look great. If they aggregate those role players into another star, those picks are going to look like trash. If that star or is, is terrible and they end up sucking and, and he gets hurt and they are in the lottery, those picks look great. The point is that whatever you feel in a fleeting moment is only in a fleeting moment. And at the moment that those picks have a, a certain value. You have to pounce on it if you're Houston and try to leverage that for yourself. And for us, there's going to be an extended period between now because they're not really doing anything with this. You know, they're going to probably make a playoffs with this team. And that's why we're one of the worst teams. We're the, you know, we're probably going to end up bottom three. So that swap doesn't mean anything. Um, but the, I'm talking the 2024 pick that we own for them and the swaps and the, uh, the pick after that. Um, is going to be really determined about what the Nets want to do with all these damn players. They also, in the in the process of trading out Kevin Durant, have acquired eight first-round picks. 
and I think about six or seven second round picks. So they have more picks than us right now. And they have all the good role players in the NBA on one team. So basically what I'm saying is they could do whatever they want. If they wanted to just tank, they could tank and still have picks to fall back on. Or if they wanted to just like be an elite team, they can go big game hunting and go get all the stars, two or three stars again and see if somebody wants to go play in New York. For us as the Houston Rockets, the best thing that you want to do is not uh, wait to see what happens. Right now, the, the, the value of those picks is high. And right now, I mean between now and when the season starts, because depending on what lineup shows up on that floor, the NBA could look at it and be like, damn, you know, that's a good. They got Mikael Bridges, Dorian Finney-Smith, Dimwitty. Hell, we don't know what, the, you know, the NBA is so fluid. Damn, it could be Bradley Bill and, and Nick Claxton, who's de- uh, up in defensive player of the year. And they look at that and be like, I don't want those Rockets picks for 24. That's a bad pick. That's a damn, that's a top four team in the East that they rolling out. So between now, the draft and free agency in the summer, I think it would be prudent for the Rockets as they were quote unquote kicking the tires. They need to kick the, they need to damn near kick the tires, raise the hood, hit up Brooklyn and propose to them some trade ideas to try to get some of those assets they have off of them. Primarily Mikel Bridges. I would love Mikel Bridges in Houston. If we can get him, I'd give up a pick and a swap. And maybe this, that Eric Gordon uh, pick swap we just uh, accumulated, that may be a package you want to send out to them and say, hey, I get this damn near like three. You get your pick back, your first round pick, your swap back. And here is a great 2023 asset that could be a lottery pick. We want Mikael Bridges on the team. Those are the types of moves that we should be making, calling around and seeing. Or if not, let's say the trade, the draft comes and we land in the fifth spot. We now we have the fifth pick in the 23 draft. We have a lottery pot- potential lottery pick that may be in the teens from uh, this Eric Gordon trade with the Milwaukee pick. Now that's two good first round picks in a loaded draft and future picks from the Nets. You may see a big fish that you like and say, hey, you know, Jalen Brown's going to be a free agent or let's do a sign and trade and try to get Jalen in Houston. I'll give you bang, 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 bang. And, you know, this player, give me Jalen Brown. So the point is that we can't wait to see what the Nets do. It is rare that a team does a pick out into the future and waits for each one to materialize because the chances are the team you're competing against to get those picks, they're going to make sure that you don't get Jack split for them. So that that's that's really like I think this summer is so important for Houston. Um, this coming summer is so important for the, for the Rockets because – this is going to determine a lot because we are running out of picks. Y'all remember OKC owns our uh, 20, 2024 and 2025 and 2026. And there, yes, there's some protections like top four protected and top eight and all that as they go out, but they own our picks basically. So we don't have our own picks and we own Brooklyn's picks. So the only picks we have from Brooklyn that are outright picks are just 24 and 26. So we only have two first round picks right now after this draft coming up we only we we, we will only have our our 24 26 and i think like 27 or 8 that belongs to us i think 27 is ours so you know just something for for the fan base to think about like 
we got to probably start becoming aggressive. And I think that they will. I like the report came out that they were talking to Brooklyn about that. I don't know if it was just smoke or just cap just to look busy. But, you know, I did like that. But, you know, the KD trade definitely was monumental for the value of those picks. Yeah. And, you know, Frank, I was I have always been on the mindset of we need to get off some of them picks, if not all of them, this this offseason. Like already even even before Kyrie got out and KD got out, I always was on the mindset because the 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 more mysterious of those picks can what where they can go, it's like that's the lure of them. But once they started it, once they start to get closer and closer to when they should convey, then half of the team's gonna go out out the window because they know, oh no, nah, we're not gonna need those uh that pick at this time right now. But as long as there's mystery around those picks, and like you saying, with Brooklyn being so in flux right now, like those picks can either be very, very, very good or kind of bad, depending on how they d- decide to pivot. And they do have assets to where they can pivot from all of those guys and still be in a, a good position to compete. Really, all they have to do is just really be better than us in some parts some of those years like every other swap year or as long as they don't get we don't they don't bottom out and tank to where we they got to give us like a top three four pick then I think Joe Sy would live with that because they're not really helping us in the long run now we can still package all those up and pursue a star that's why I think this offseason we're gonna we're, we're gonna land somebody this offseason. We're going to have to sign somebody this offseason that's not maybe superstar, but right at a star because we got the money. And then with those picks, we're going to have to get bring somebody over to pair with that said star. And then if yeah. and then with with the draft, we we still have our own draft pick to where we can pick have a pick of the litter or if we get down there, top two, three, then we can also have a nice young guy coming in at that way. And then that's the real good foundation of jump starting a whole rebuild and pivoting to where we're gonna win now mode. We're gonna win yep. now mode. So I was always under the 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 impression that this offseason we're gonna get rid of some of those picks. Yeah, I think they have to. I and and just y'all remember that they were kicking the tires on 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 Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson because most of the times when t- teams ask around for players, the next time opportunity comes up, it usually happens. If y'all remember KD and the Suns was a rumor in the summer that there was some conversations there. Remember the Aiden thing? He wanted to get out, the contract with him, but the KD thing and his contract, he ended up uh, going into un- unrestricted free agency and that they matched him, which kind of deaded that for a second there because we thought that was going to happen. So, um, But just to, just just think about it. Just and remember that they were kicking it on Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges. So those are two assets that you're getting at the wing position that are are great shooters um, that are, can definitely lend to winning and, and are flexible um, to whatever, you know, whatever that we want to do. Whether it's you want to keep nurturing your young guys, you can bring in Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges. You want to add, you know, a, a, a star. You could, there's damn show can bring Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges. You want to bring Harden. You want to whatever you want to do. Wemby's here. You can add Cam Johnson. You want to play Shangoon and run the hub through Shangoon. You can have Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges. Versatile wing players. Um, 
And to me, that's that's going to be uh, the type of players that you want to bring in. My preference is those type of players. I'd rather us use like maybe a couple of the picks to get like Mikel, then use a future one, package it with one of our picks and blah, 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 to get another like high level player. And you just kind of see what you get out of um, some of these drafts that you're you're coming in. Let me tell y'all, the NBA is so fluid. Like if if I if me and Space got up here and let's say we came from the from the future and say we're gonna tell y'all about what time is it? 705 on February 9th, about what the NBA looked like. And I start going through the rosters. <laughs> y'all would think we were smoking crack for the show. If right. I came on and said Kevin Durant is gonna be on Phoenix Suns, Eric Gordon is playing in LA, D'Angelo Russell is back in on the Lakers. Uh, you know, I mean, Kyrie Irving is playing in Dallas. Y'all would think I was drunk. Uh, James Wiseman, <laughs> James Wiseman, it, it was traded. Uh, where is he? Atlanta, wherever he is now. He went to uh, Detroit. Detroit, Detroit. Uh, just, just crazy stuff that happened throughout the, this uh, this trade deadline. It's the NBA so in flux, and that's another reason. Don't just chill. People are like, "Oh, look at the Nets roster." Y'all, y'all, come on, like, be smart. That, that that means nothing, man. All I see with their roster is opportunity. Mm-hmm. They got, they have so many damn picks. They have a rich owner and every uh, role player type that every NBA team wants. That's, I mean, in a in a vacuum, what um, Sean Marks did was he he did a damn good job given the circumstance. Now, if you zoom out and from like start to finish, yeah, they screwed themselves. Like they hitched their wagon to Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, which uh, you know, to me is is like that's disaster. Then they added James Harden, which was like the the icing on the cake and screwing yourself. Um, you know, and so but what he's done to pivot out of this, like remarkable, remarkable. And you know, they're competent. So I'm scared of that. So I'm thinking if if they're not too proud to engage with Houston, I want some of their players. Hell, if we can get Dorian Finney Smith, I want him. Like I want these guys on our roster. So uh, you know, so that that's just the type of games and the type of aggression we got to have this offseason um, as we go in, because um, it's going to be, as y'all see, it is a bidding war in the NBA. Teams have assets. We don't have a lot of assets. OKC hasn't make it, made a real move yet. Right. I think one well, thing that's appealing from our aspect towards them, because we do have their future. And if they don't want to just have to do so much and make it a hassle, they can just deal directly with us and get their future back and then just tank. And, and that could be a direct thing that they can do, which probably is the most easiest thing to do instead of trying to flip salaries and get guys and pull them together and get assets and, oh, no, we don't want that protected. We want this one. And, you know, all the song and dance. Hey, we deal directly with Houston, the guys that have our future, and we get – recoup owls you know probably we're not going to be dumb enough to give them all their picks back but if they get a, if they get at least half of them back i don't think the swaps really matter to them i think the unprotected ones is the ones that really matter because once they get those unprotected ones then they can actually really go well, ahead and you, tank you know why the swap swaps do matter because remember in the nba you can't trade your picks in in sub consecutive in, years yeah yeah this yeah. uh this well, I forgot what the name of the rule is, but that rule, Stipian rule or whatever it is. But because if so, if they did get their pick back, it it you limit them from being able to trade it. 
You know what I mean? So what you want, that is appealing to them. So if I told them like, maybe I'll give you not this swap, but I'll give you, um, well, hell, if they take this swap, <laughs> that would be great because this swap is, is meaningless. Uh, maybe if you say you give them 24 pick and a 25 swap back, they could actually trade one of those. But if you just give them 24, th that swap is technically, um, you know, tied up or it ties up one of the picks or something like that. So they can't mm -hmm. do like two two picks in a row type deal. So um, the swaps are important. They they release certain um, their ability to use those picks in, in trades, not just drafting players. So, but I think what they looked at, they could they could pretty much. I mean, they could still draft. Um, they could still draft. They could still draft. And they to me, the Phoenix picks are all unprotected. Every single one. They have four of them, um, which is more than we got for James Harden. Uh, because James Harden's was, uh, let's see, actually it was four. Right? I think it was four so, swaps and four, four, four swaps and four, and four, four and unprotected. Oh, okay, maybe it was the same, but they have four unprotected. And whenever you get you get unprotected picks from a team, it doesn't matter what uh, what their team looks like. It could be the the Golden State Warriors with Kevin Durant. Guess what happened a few years after Kevin Durant went? Golden State Warriors got up to two. You feel me? So if you thought like, damn, I'm going to get a, a bunch of picks from Golden State and somebody's telling you like, oh, that's a dumb trade, man. That's the best team in the damn world. You're going to get up. No, bro. Like that's 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 a good trade because the NBA is so fluid. Like it could go from you're ho hoisting a championship to Steph got hurt. Uh, uh, Clay is hurt. KD left. And now you're drafting Wiseman with the second pick. So think if, if you made a trade with them to own their future. So the Suns won. You know, KD's old. Uh, Chris Paul is old, uh, you know what I mean? And and I think at some point they're going to be, um, you know, going down just like everybody does. Brooklyn is in, is in a great position um, to whatever they want to do. But I think that to me, if I'm them, I'm calling Houston and saying, hey, let's talk Turkey. What can we do? Let's talk some business, get some of these uh, picks off of you and vice versa. And for if I'm Houston, I'm listening. Like, yeah, give me Cam, give me Mikel. Hell, give me Nick Claxton, and I'll give you all your picks back. I would do that, bro. I would give up all of their picks for Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Nick Claxton. They can have their two picks back because that's all it is because I don't count those swaps. Those right. swaps are mad. But, yeah, take your two picks, take your two swaps because they're valuable to you, not to anybody else, and give us those load of players. You get them three dudes, you throw in a, a vet like a – you can – hell, James Harden down there, you have a, a, a playoff team. That would be – almost the ideal situation because you're getting, because we already got Tari Eason from the, the James Harden trade. That's the only tangible, like you said last night, that's the only tangible player that we actually got and kept. But then you get uh, uh, Cam Johnson and, a, I mean, Mikael Bridges and a Cam, Cam, oh, Cam Johnson, right? Yeah, Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges and Nick Claxton. That means you got four quality guys from James Harden. And you still got the swaps. Uh, well, you if you trade all of them back, but still, you still got four guys, and you got Atari Eason on top of that. So yep. that will that will be a legit foundation, and a legit that will be a legit squad. That will easily be, and then you can sign Harden to come back. So you got all of that, and you got the asset that you traded back. That yep. will be like ideal, you know, because in the long run. We really didn't give up none. We just finessed them for four players. You know what I'm saying? Basically, because we got the asset that we traded back. 
Yep. And that, that to me, I mean, they're going to do something like that because I know that uh, there's no more tanking after this year, not on purpose anyway. So it's going to be, they're going to try to compete. Um, that's the, the marching orders for the team. They're going to try to compete. Um, just, it's going to be a matter of who's out there. Um, I would love them to see a, uh, to see what they do with Steven Silas. That's also another unknown uh, commodity at this point. Um, you know, before we start getting whoever our star player is, I think that's going to be important. So I'm sure that that's going to go into what they're going to do because ideally you want, if you're going to, if Steven Silas is not your coach, which he isn't, then you want to get him out the way, hire the coach you're going to use, and pre preferably before the draft, you want to hire your coach so you guys can sit down and build the team together. Because we've seen the the effects of what happens when you have a mismatch between the coaching and the philosophy of what the what the GM wants to do, because it causes friction and the the product is is bad. One of the things that uh, Mike D'Antoni and and Maury really did well that they worked really hand in glove and they aligned themselves. Maury D'Antoni with Harden, just because. And yes, it, that was problematic in a lot of ways. Um, but as far as the the quality of the basketball, because they all had one vision, it, it it worked. It got them to heights that they wouldn't have got gone to otherwise. That's what you want. You want your players, your coaches, and the G, the front office to be all on the same page. Um, so you can say, "This is what we're doing collectively." Then we can move forward. All these like friction. The only team, I mean, there's a few teams that have won despite for you know the Bulls with their last dance. That was like, you know, Mike and them hated uh what's the name of their GM, bro? Um Krause, I forgot. Jerry Krause. Some, yeah, Krause. Jerry Krause. Krause. They, yeah, they hated him, but you know, they, you know, that's Mike and them. But most of the time is it's pretty, they're pretty, you know, on on par with everybody um across the board. Um, so we need that. Uh, but you know, is this these next couple of months, man, uh, bro, it might get ugly with the with the team, man. I know we we hate Eric Gordon, but uh, he does bring some stability to the roster. Uh, it might get ugly, bro. I, I'm trying to think. Have you thought about what the roster is, is the starters are going to be? Because now what KJ has to start, right? Yeah. Um, really, because uh, the the thing that really is kind of like having me baffled is the KPJ thing. Is he going to ever come back this season, or he's just going to is is that toe that messed up to where we don't want to risk him? you know, playing on it and damaging any further because, you know, we just gave him a new contract and we don't want to uh, damage him for the long run and having, you know, him around just messing up his toe <laughs> for for nothing, for a tanking team, you know. Uh, so I, me personally, this is what I would do. I would let Jalen Green get some point guard minutes and he's our point guard. I would let him play the point. I would let him be the point, and the 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 two. It don't even really matter, pretty much, because we we looking for more to to build around Shangoon and Jalen Green. I want that chemistry, that pick and roll to look awesome. So, Jalen Green, I think they're gonna probably slide Tate in the into the uh, starting lineup, and he's gonna be the de facto Eric Gordon type guy. But I would let. Jalen Green run point. Josh Christopher been playing good. I would probably let him run the two. Kevin uh, KJ Martin, he will be my three, and I have to keep Barry in that four just because he's he's the number two pick. But now, like once we get ready to pivot, if Barry, I would let Barry really and Tari really share a lot of the minutes 
on the court to see exactly what we got in Tari as well with the starters. And of course, Shangun would be our our five. Yeah, I mean that's I think that's that's what's gonna happen and um we we're gonna see. I think with the with all this stuff coming up, definitely wanna see them really go full into figuring out what do guys do well and and figuring out where they're best fit on this roster and what based on what they're trying to do. Have some vision about this team and not just be out here just like just just throwing stuff out there and just not really caring. I think they have to start caring because you can't not care then care all of a sudden in the summer. Like it has to be a, a build up to it, especially for the players. They have to have some structure and stability um into the next couple of weeks, even though they're getting they're losing. And I do want them to lose. Now, y'all know me, I'm I'm a pragmatist. Um I I understand uh, you know, my thing about development has nothing to do with wins and losses, but I do want them to lose and I do want them to um to not try to, to do too much, if that makes sense. Like I don't want to see uh holiday playing like 35 minutes a game. Let Josh Christopher, I need to know about Josh Christopher. Can he play in this league for us? I need to know about like Jalen. What can he sustain being consistent and not just being a streaky shooter that dropped 40 in three games, then go a month straight being one of the worst players in the NBA. I need to know about Shangun. Can he play a BR five and be able to facilitate, um, you know, the, the game through consistently, which he's, he's answering that call. I need, uh, can he get better on defense with more team concepts and him being, uh, you know, kind of challenged in that end. Can Jabari turn it around? We still don't know. Cause we haven't seen anything with, with intention for Jabari to get him really going. We need all of those data points so we can make informed decisions about who we want to add to this roster. Um, but at the end of the day, the ultimate goal, we didn't get to this point just to fumble uh, our bottom position. Like, yes, bro, this, you know, this was almost, almost my position on like the quote unquote tanking thing. You don't have to tank development for you to tank winning games. They're going to lose games because they suck and they're young. Um, but as far as like development, yeah, let them develop. I don't want to see any Lovey Smith type stuff. If there comes later, like closer to April and we down, uh, like we like has a, have a chance to just secure being a bottom team and they out there playing like all these, like all the old guys, Silas out there trying to win the game, bro. No, let Knicks run pick and rolls with Frank Kaminsky all damn game. I'll be, I'll be fine with that. Knicks Kaminsky, Kaminsky pick and rolls, bro. Let's go 40 minutes of Knicks. Get a little tie tie in there. Get some uh, Garuba at the five. Let him play the five. Secure the, the tank. Secure, Secure the tank. Yeah, get that. Yeah. We didn't go through all this pain for y'all to do a lovey. Right. You know what I mean? So just go ahead and let it roll. So, yeah, I, I, I think that they can finish that that aspect of it. But this summer, man, is going to be crucial. This is the pivot point for everybody. This is it, man. We're getting to the point. This was the first. Uh, this was the quiz. We just took a quiz. I'll say they passed it. They didn't, like, get all the answers right, but they passed it. They passed it. The summer is the final exam. Right. right. This gets to right. tell you if you graduate from high school and go to college. I ain't trying to be in no uh with some schools that you Remedial, get a, uh, what is it? Yeah. Uh, vocational schools <laughs> or <laughs> some things that you get they tell you two years later your degree fake and we ain't yeah. trying to do that, bro. Come to DeVry. Sure. <laughs> the dude with the hat that's caught. Uh, I know you just sitting at home not doing nothing. What are you doing? That's you know what you're talking to you're talking to the Rockets. <laughs> yeah, you're sitting there, you're not playing basketball, you suck. <laughs> 
come back to being a, a bottom tier team and learn how to play again in twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah, but so dude, uh what what's your final final grade? Is that the is that all for the Rockets part of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My what final did, grade for the Rockets is a B plus. If they don't keep Danny Green, it's gonna be a C. Yeah, because uh, I, I need him on there. He's the most right there with me. Like I'm not gonna give it a B plus. I'm gonna give it like a C plus. I'm, I mean, we did. We didn't, you know, attach ourselves to anybody to where we gonna mess up our tank or our money. And yeah. that that in the long run deserves at least a C plus passing grade. And I think that was the bare minimum that Stone could have did. And I almost like every good GM that's worth this salt, they does this type of things on the regular. You know, I'm not going to kudo and give him and put him on a pedestal for doing his job because we've been waiting for him to just do his job. And he actually came in, he did his job, and he showed up to do his job. He didn't blow nobody's socks off. He wasn't the, the prize student. He didn't get a, like you said, he didn't get a A, A+, plus, A+++, plus, plus, plus. but he did – he didn't he didn't hurt our draft. I mean, and he didn't hurt our money. He did what he had to do. So it's on par. And like like you were saying, that Danny Green thing, that was really, I kind of think, sweetened the deal for, for me as well, because I was like, oh, we got a championship guy over here now. Like this guy won championships with the with the San Antonio Spurs and also with LeBron. Didn't he win one with LeBron too? Or they got close, I think. No, he didn't win one with LeBron. I don't think he – but he did win one to, with Toronto as well. I think he got like yeah. three of them. So Yeah, I think he got three. Yeah, I think he got like three of them. So I think um, that in itself, it was a, it's a C plus. Like, But if we end up getting rid of him, I'm, I'm going to have the A, hey, bro. You ain't going to really pretty much like my grade. I mean – because nah, it, don't go crazy. It was, was bad minimum go. stuff, man. It was bad minimum stuff. Yeah, He's gonna yeah, go to yeah. C minus. He's gonna it's gonna be like a C minus, bro. I ain't gonna Damn. flunk him. I'm not gonna give him a <laughs> I'm not gonna give him a D minus or an F, you know, but it's gonna be like a C minus because uh, you know, uh it was that's what it but now if he would have traded and got Mikael Bridges and or either just one of those guys, bro, I would have gave him an A for this. But I know I understand why Brooklyn really didn't want to get off those guys right now. They want to they want an actual bidding war and not be be under the gun uh and take something that they don't really want in the end. So, I understand why they didn't didn't, didn't just go ahead and pull the trigger and move any of those guys. But for Stone, I give him a C plus. I give him a C plus for now. Yeah, that's that's I mean, that's a that's a fair grade. I, the way I look at him is like that one student that they always make bad grades in your class. And they finally like made a, a good grade. Uh, you just are happy that they they passed, bro. They grasped the concept yeah. of what you were yeah, teaching. Like, like you, oh, bro, you got it now. <laughs> yeah, if you're a teacher, this probably you make you want to cry. Like, damn, bro, yeah. you finally. <laughs> so because we haven't done nothing uh, in the past, so this was a big step up for them. That's why I gave them a B plus. I, but if we're looking at it as far as like macro view, this could this is a great pivot um, to the rest of the league. Let me let's 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 check around the league and see what happened. Um, on on this trade deadline, man, it was a lot going on, and just you know, I'm gonna just run through some of the uh, some of the trades that that happened. Uh, so one of the ones that happened was the Gary Payton II. He going back home to Golden State, traded to Golden State for the Bla- to the Blazers. Um, 
and space if you have any comments on any of these trades just you can go ahead and just talk but uh he's he's going there the blazers get uh five second round picks from golden state and gp2 is back and to me this makes them uh i still think golden state is, is the favorite to win it all no cap cap you think i'm capping Who, who's cap. your favorite right now with with the obviously it's the suns Obviously, it's just the sun for me. Now, one thing I I would say that kind of worried me, but I'm not just too worried about it, is the defense. Uh, but they got an elite. If they didn't have Aiden there, a, a elite rim protector type guy, then I would really I wouldn't be so high on the Suns as as currently constructed because Devin Booker and Katie and Chris Paul. I mean, Chris Paul used to play hell of a defense, but now he's declining. Devin Booker. He's not the you know the best defense defender in the world, and you can't just put him on your best player. Like who would they put now on their best on the opposing team's best player since Mikael Bridges is gone? You know, yeah. so that kind of that kind of worries me. But the offensive firepower is so off the chain to where it's going to be. They just they're going to pretty much outscore you no matter what. Yeah, I mean that's that's a fair point. Um, I think Mikel is going to be missed. Remember, yeah, he he's the he was the defense stopper to to Luca, just abused him. Um, so I guess that 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 film on Luca, they probably like you know we can trade this dude. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean that that's fair. I, I just think Golden State because I, I the before uh, Steph got hurt, they had the best starting five in the NBA by far. It was like a plus twenty net rating. Like they were beating teams by twenty points with the starting five on. Where they fall off is the bench. Think GP two going back there. Uh, I forgot who else they added, uh, but they uh, all they need to is make the playoffs. Sadiq Bay. Sadiq Bay. Did he go to Golden State? Detroit. I thought he went to Atlanta. I thought they I thought, got him. A, they nah, he, him they, Heisman, yeah, right? he went to he went to Atlanta. I think. Oh, they end up. Pivoting yeah, they end up building oh, like a. Okay. Yeah, they did a thing where he went to Atlanta. So I'm thinking he might. You know, Warriors also have the buyout market, so they might add some more people. All they need is, is two more dudes. So they got six now. They just need one more player. And uh, it's on a crack. And if they make the playoffs, I don't see a team beating them uh, four times because, you know, they steal the wars. OK, so they did that. Uh, the Hornets uh, did a deal with the Clippers to send Mason Plumley to the Hornets. I mean, to the Clippers and the Hornets got Reggie Jackson and a 2028 second round pick. Uh, Reggie Jackson was uh, is going to be waived. So he's a buyout agent and sounds like he's supposed to go to the sun. So that's where he's going. Um, from what I, the tweets that I saw last, um, uh, your boy Terry just sent me a tweet, uh, confirming that John Wall was, uh, is going to be waived by the way. So yeah, we kind of yeah talked was, about that. That was kind yeah. of a gimme after he aired out all our dirty laundry. Nah, Stone ain't. Yeah, that, that, that would have been weird. Okay. So here's a team that I, I think I'm going to give them a, a plus based on the circumstance they put themselves in. Is it, but I think I'm probably with you on this. You already right? know what it is. Los Angeles Lakers. They uh, made away from this this trade. They had um, two major, ma- two big trades. They traded the the biggest one was the one where Russell Westbrook was sent out uh, to Utah, um, and a they sent also sent out the twenty twenty. I think it was either seven or nine. One of their first round picks, and it was it's protected. It's not un- unprotected um, for them. Utah basically to take a fifty million dollar or forty eight million, whatever Russ is owed. Um, salary dump this season to just eat that salary in order for the Lakers. And it was a three-team deal where um, Utah sent Mike Conley up to um, to to Minnesota and I think a couple of seconds. And, um, and Minnesota sent D'Angelo Russell 
to LA. Not on, and while DeAndre Russell went to LA from Utah, uh, Jared Vanderbilt also went to LA and they also added Malik Beasley. So that is a great haul. Then their Lakers backdoored and uh, they traded uh, the Orlando Magic, uh, Patrick Beverly, a future second round pick and cast considerations for Mo Bamba. So the Lakers have turned Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly into D'Angelo Russell, Mo Bamba, uh, Jared Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley. That's a damn good job, man. That's a damn good job. For I ain't going to front. I, I, didn't, I didn't know. I didn't think Polinko had it in him. Like, yeah. What? I mean, that was that was shrewd. That was shrewd what they did. And he went to the he he traded with the right guy. Danny Ainge. Yeah. He traded with the right guy. Like he it was that was like almost an equal trade because Utah get the money that they need to free up a max player going out next year. Even if they don't keep Russ, they might end up waving them or cutting them or something. But it was it was like they they had what they wanted and they had what they wanted. And it was it was just an even that was a masterpiece, man. I'm not gonna lie. Like I was hoping LeBron get a little help, but they didn't they just turned over their whole roster. Like how they how he did the Cavs and what 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 year was that? 2016, 2017 or something like that. Yeah, where midway he, they, he, the season. Yep. Yeah, midway through <laughs> the season, he just switched out everybody and they just went now, on a run. That was the roster with like Dwayne Wade, Isaiah Thomas. It was just a bunch of like just just random players but yeah so hey i still think lakers got something to say if if you give lebron a squad you know what i mean he he can do something so we'll see that's that's another just dark horse you're gonna see if ad can wake up and not look like a walking just uh, a mummy um then he, he'll be able to add and you get ad lebron and a bunch of decent role players i love the vanderbilt addition they still got Rui as well you got to count that as a as a trade move even though it was earlier um yeah man that's still a team that you got to be to me if ad gets right that that's the whole world for them because ad the is a guy yeah nobody can guard him in the west there's no player that can guard ad in the west um maybe him and Giannis can have some battles but he'd be giving Giannis buckets too so he's just so yeah. fragile bro he's he just is. so fragile man it's not even just his bones that's fragile his, his he got a fragile mentality as a as a guy yeah. like if he had a a Giannis type mentality that dude would be almost on a goat type tier level man but it's just like he shrinks and he don't and he pouts i don't know man something about ad just it's not right with all that talent. It's, it's just not right. But I think they still go as far as he would. He he allows them because I think he's still probably the best player on that team when he because he can still play defense when he wants to. You know, and LeBron just can't sit in that chair like he used to defensively. So I yep. still think AD is the most important guy on that team. Yep. And then um, next trade, Pelicans uh, sent uh, Devontae Graham to uh, San Antonio and uh, for Josh Richardson. They also sent the Spurs four second-round picks. So that was a good trade for the Spurs. Um, and the Pelicans add a a, a, a defensive piece, another wing to kind of help them uh, and a shooter. So I think go, both teams made a good trade for them. This, uh, the Pelicans have been kind of disappointing uh, with the last couple of games uh, going on that, like, 10-game losing streak. Um, I think they're moved down a rank because they were number one in the West – to start the season and now they're probably in the tier with like uh maybe sacramento and them boys down there okay season stuff 
And I'm I'm disappointed because I had them going to the Western Conference Finals. The way yeah, they were started out looking and but Zion did get nicked Injury. up. B.I. kind of got yeah. nicked up. So if they can get back healthy right in time for the playoffs, I still they I still think they're probably better than the Lakers. I still think they're probably better than Sacramento. I still think they probably better than uh, a lot of those teams still like maybe even the Grizzlies. They probably still better than the Grizzlies. So, uh, yeah. I still think the New Orleans. Just keep an eye on them. I don't think they're they're going nowhere just yet. Yep. Uh, I, we talked about the Warriors a little bit. The Wiseman trade to me was was crazy. Um, y'all got to remember James Wiseman is a second overall pick. Um, but Golden State is uniquely positioned to be able to make these type of moves because. He didn't even play and they won a championship. So, um, but this is them basically saying that he was a, um, they failed or he, you know, he got injured. So that really impacted his thing. Um, but, you know, this stuff happens. This stuff happens where a guy is drafted high and they just don't work out. And maybe he'll have a better career uh, somewhere else on the Pistons. I just don't even see it on the Pistons because he's there with Jalen Durant. So um, I don't see what they're doing over there uh, with all them uh, centers. They still have, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, what's the dude that tried to fight LeBron? I forgot his name. He's there. Beef um, Chunky Stewart. Yes, the Stewart and uh, Buddy. They traded from Sacramento with the Afro Bagley. Um, Bat Mar- uh, Yeah, Marvin Bagley. So a little bit of a crowded uh, front court there with all those guys. But you know, Wiseman. All they really sent out for him was, um, you know, uh, Kevin Knox. And Sadiq Bay for a second overall pick. That's crazy. That's nuts. But that's that's what it is. Um, I think the Warriors just lucked into that whole James Wiseman that, thing. Yeah, he, that was. They didn't really happen, need yeah. him. You know, they didn't really need him. And I heard they was yeah. they had Moses, Moses Moody uh, can be got too at one point in time. I had right. Yeah, they were shopping him. Uh, they were shopping him. But still, that's crazy. Um, I like Moody. One, yeah, I, th- I hope. I kind of wish we were able to try to get him, but uh, maybe in the summer he'll he'll be available. So Thunder moved uh, Darius Baisley, another guy that was a, a a top pick. That's basically an admission of defeat on, on his part. I think I don't forgot where he was like eleventh or something like that. Um, but um, they're sending him out and received uh, Dario Saric from the Suns. So he's going to be on the Suns. Baisley is a good player. He's a good um, athletic wing. Um, can play some small ball five. Uh, his base position is the four. He can shoot a little bit, handle a little bit. Um, Guard uh, a multiple range of players. I think he'll be a great bench player for the Suns. So good move for them. Dario Saric, uh, you know, whatever, on OKC. He, <laughs> bro, I'm he, just he, thinking about Baisley, bro. We rolled out the whole red carpet for this cat in free agency one time. You remember that? Really? Yeah, man. We brought out, like, uh, Elijah Wan, Clyde Drexler. Baisley? For Baisley, bro. And he ended up getting uh, going somewhere else. Like, it was you like sure? – you probably I'm talking pretty, about the wrong. I'm pretty sure it was nah, Baisley. He was bro. drafted in 2019, bro. He a young guy. Darius Baisley. Yeah, little. He was the one that went to that academy, or he he skipped college. I forgot what he did. I'm pretty I, sure we had rolled out a lot somebody nah, for him, bro. I'm thinking, bro. I'm telling you, I, I think, think it was, it was him, him, dog. I have to relook. Maybe yeah, I am tripping on the out. last names, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was a like was somebody Darius we was trying to coach. No, no, it no, was one of them Baisleys, man. I'm telling you. Oh, it was Ken Baysmore. That Baysmore, oh, that's Baysmore. who it was. That's yeah, who it was. That's who it was. My bad, my bad, Chop Shop. 
<laughs> uh, next, uh, Nuggets, Bones Highland. I, I, you know, I think a couple people I know are really high on him. He went to uh, the Clippers uh, for basically uh, two second round picks. So he was a, a first round pick by the Nuggets. Once again, you can see competing teams don't really care about like their first round picks like tanking teams do. Uh, so they sent them out. I think that's, you know, he's, he's he might be a good player. Uh, you got Russell Westbrook is he's going to get bought out in Utah. So some of the teams that he's rumored to be on is going to be Clippers or Miami Heat. So that's interesting. George Hill went back to the uh, Indiana Pacers which is uh, kind of a good uh, coming home story. The Blazers got Matisse Teibel um, there uh, on a trade that they made. Um, I forgot who they sent out to uh, to Philly, uh, but Teibel is going to – oh, Jalen McDaniels and two second-round picks. Um, and I think those are – Thomas Bryant also the, – the Lakers sent out Thomas Bryant to the Nuggets, and they got Devon Reed, which is just basically salary matching, and three seconds. So that's a good pick. That was a great tra- uh, trade for the – Lakers. Uh, another reason why I love what they did in this deadline. Not only did they get great players, they also got more assets. Three second round picks. They're gonna be like, oh, just second round picks. Well, I just named off a bunch of players that were traded, including a, a number two overall pick uh, for second round picks uh, for there. Bucks received Jay Crowder from the Nets um, and sent out Jordan Nora, which I really like him. Sergi Bach on two seconds for uh, to the Pacers and the Nets for sending out Jay Crowder got five second round picks for that. Uh, the Celtics got Mike Muscala from the Thunder and sent out Justin Jackson. Remember, if y'all remember Josh, Justin Jackson, he was playing in Dallas. Uh, light-skinned dude with a curly fro. Um, he's gone, and they they for Thunder get him now, and they got two second-round picks. And, uh, yeah, Blazers, oh, uh, this was just a story that came out. Basically, the Blazers reaffirmed that Dame is not being moved. Like, who cares? <laughs> I well, guess you got to let everybody know. The biggest <laughs> – the biggest loser in this whole thing is Dame. It's Dame, bro. When it, like they, I don't know. I mean, I get it. Don't run from the grind, but when you start getting grinded up into chopped liver, <laughs> you, you you might want to run from the grinding machine that is the 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 Portland Trailblazers. Uh, every seem every time it seems like there's a little light for the Blazers to do something, it's like teams just stack up on them because they just stay mediocre for some reason. Yeah, you know what I'm yep. saying. I mean, yeah, that's big facts. But I mean, to me, they at some point they gotta they gotta blow it up. Like I know they love Dame, and yeah, he's a uh, he's loyal to the fan base. But damn, bro, it's like you know, what I mean, it's 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 too much. Like y'all, they don't have the players around him for him to be good. Like, and he has to understand that. I I get that you want to be loyal to the, but it's a business, bro. Like, yeah, I think they should blow it up. Um, they should try to trade him. You'll probably get the same haul you got for Kevin Durant for Dane Lillard. And then, uh, you know, try to see if you can, you know, rebuild with uh, some of the guys you already have on there. But, you know, I think eventually it's going to get there for them because I don't see it going anywhere. Facts. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So let me. That's, that was all of the trades? Yeah, those are all the main ones. Um, you know, I'm sure there'll be like last minute additions. But, uh, yeah, appreciate you, bro. I'm going to go ahead and hop off a little bit and let you get to some of these questions, bro, and uh, get with our CSG members and see, uh, you know, what they – because it looks like the chat's been going on. Uh, Yeah. Um, But, you know, they're going to want to talk to you too, bro. Like, they're going to be like, what, Frank, get off. And I wanted to ask Frank this. I wanted to ask Frank, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I got to roll out. Yeah, I kind of got to roll out myself. Like, but – but – you know, um, 
what I would do, I'll make a community post right right after this, and y'all can leave all the questions that y'all would like from because I'll go live tomorrow um, around because we have a we have a game tomorrow, so I will try to go live early that probably around five or six o'clock, just right before the game, so we can run off some questions and get to y'all, you know, because we don't want to, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't want to just bail out on y'all like that, but I do kind of got to handle something too. Like I kind of usually do most of my stuff on non-game days, you know, because I try to rotate around that type of thing. But um, yeah, I'll make a community post, man, and, and, and get all y'all questions and we can, we can come back to them. But as always, man, y'all, y'all the greatest. Y'all the greatest. Appreciate everybody for joining us over here at the Chop Shop, man. You know where to find us. You can find us on Twitter at HTX Chop Shop. You can find Frank on Twitter at FTank58. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at SpaceGhost0624. If y'all like basketball, especially Rockets basketball, any type of basketball, man, like we cover them. We try to have our hands dibbling, dabbling in everything, man. Like I said, y'all are the greatest. So tomorrow, get them questions ready because we'll fire it up and we'll have a, a whole session for y'all tomorrow before the game. Uh, you know what we we playing, right? We we playing, Frank? Uh, you, who, who are we playing or where are we playing? We, who are we playing tomorrow? Let me see. There's been so much that went on. I didn't. Yeah, I kind of. I, I thought I had it at first, but then I, uh, I kind of. Kind of. The Heat. That's who we playing. Oh, heat. the Heat, Miami. Yep. The Heat. Not the Heat. The, I was about to say the Kings. Not again. Now, yeah, we got the <laughs> we got the the Heat tomorrow at uh, seven p.m. Uh, and then um, I think we get a. Looks like it goes. All Star Break is what on the fifteenth. Yeah, I think it's right after the Valentine's time. Yeah, uh, Valentine's so, Day. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we got we got the heat, then we get a long break uh, in between. So yeah, man, y'all go ahead and chop it up with us. I'm gonna make a post and get all of y'all questions in there, man. We are gonna have to roll out. We got some things we gotta handle, man. Like I always said, y'all are the best CSGs. We all we got, man. And it's looking like uh, Stone. He he's trying to make a couple of moves, man. I'm not super impressed, like my boy Frank over here, but. <laughs> But I see the vision. I see we are starting to try to do something, man. Like always, man, like the video. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already did it. Go ahead and, and do your thing, man. CSGs, we all we got, man. We out of here. Yeah.